0: What's up, y'all? Episode 41 of The Creation Grounds. I'm your host, Aaron Lloyd. And before I get into our next guest, I want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe to anybody who you think will be inspired, motivated, educated, entertained, and all that. Just spread the positive vibes. My next guest is Pernell Walker, who is a native of the South Bronx. She decided she wanted to get into acting around high school. She talks about that process. She's been in the Sundance short, Pariah, which you may have heard of, It's likely that you've heard of and seen. Um, She's been in When They See Us on Netflix. She's been in A Deuce, and she's consistently working. She actually has a project upcoming that she couldn't really share on this episode because she signed some NDAs, but look out for her in that. In this episode, she talks about just basically on her, her onset experiences and how they are different from theater and just some tips for actors to know when being on set she talks about her experience in grad school and what she wishes she knew back then that she knows now what advice would she give to her freshman self and just what she loves most about acting she gives some great resources for actors in terms of books and resources just to improve on your craft and just she's being authentic and fun this is a fun episode you're gonna love pernell enjoy this episode Welcome to another episode of The Creation Grounds. I have Purnell Walker on with me. How you doing, Purnell?
1: Hey, I'm good. How are you, Aaron?
0: I'm doing good, <laughs> doing good. That's good. So you are Bronx native. Uh, tell me what your yes. experience was growing up in the Bronx.
1: Uh, my experience was not typical. I grew up in the 1980s in the South Bronx, 163rd, 3rd Avenue. And that was during like the Reagan era,
2: Hmm.
1: um, crack, the AIDS pandemic, um, working class. Uh, the neighborhood I grew up in at 163rd third Avenue was Albert Goodman Plaza. And, um, it was working class neighborhood, uh, rough around the edges, um, it was very interesting. I guess you can say, as a kid growing up and seeing many different people of different walks of life um, in the South Bronx.
0: Yeah, a lot going on. That's that's. Uh, I mean, that's when the and, Bronx and hip were... hop and hip hop. I put
1: the hip hop. Okay, that was a whole other thing.
0: <laughs> I feel you. So very vibrant. Like you had you had a lot going on. You had um, a lot to draw from. What's your earliest memory of acting?
1: earliest memory of acting was uh, in junior high school when I was auditioning well, I I wanted to audition for the performing arts high schools and so a teacher by the name of Miss Taylor from 120 she was the librarian school librarian, retired opera singer on her um, prep periods she would coach me and another girl um, to try to get into um, the high school, like performing arts schools and her, she picked out this, the the monologues from uh, For Color Girls. Which one? <laughs> who could? Uh, she picked out uh, uh, For Color Girls, Who Consider Suicide, and um, I think I think I might have chose Lady in Blue, mm-hmm. the apology one. And I'm like, okay, these are some grown ass monologues for a little 14 with 15 year old. <laughs> she was in her prep period. God bless her. She would prep us, you know, um, and that's how I kind of went into the audition for it. Um, with that, you know, um, and then I, I got in, but really I feel like my, I feel like my experience that made me go to that was not having a, um, a smooth experience in junior high school, I was shut down, I was not popular I wasn't, you know, I was very awkward, tomboy um, I tried to t-, t-, t buys haircut, came up with a little t-shirt <laughs> 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 and um, I just stood out I stood out, I did not fit in at all which made me shut down communication wise you know, when you're growing up and you just feel like you're alone, you just shut down so I just wanted to change. So that's what really made me even want to um, have something different. Just do something different, you know?
0: So it was like, it's. Uh, was it easy for you to start acting? Like with that decision to become an actor, With was that an outlet for you almost? From like being shy or awkward?
1: Well, I think it was a physical escape to get out of...
0: The Bronx, Bronx
1: schools I feel you. <laughs> or whatever And go into, cause it's rough yeah. That thing was rough I mean, if you went If anybody went to a Bronx school Like Morris or um, Morris High School, TAS I mean, back then they didn't Break up the schools And that has its own complications too When I went into Talent Unlimited, when I got into there They had just broken up The high schools into many schools to start the talent unlimited uh school full school that was a program of julia richmond and that was in 98 i think i was probably like the second class of that or no 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 yeah i think i was like, like the second or third class of the fully fledged school thing um but it was rough it was rough if you was going to a high school in the south bronx like nah yeah. I mean the the parent teachers thing was more organized back then because they didn't break up anything, you know, but um so I went in and I think the choice to make it a career did not pop off when I was in my theater classes because I had to learn how to be good at it. Hmm. And I had a drama teacher, Abdul Rahim who used to be a actor and he turned into a teacher and he was an excellent teacher. And the first time we had assignments to do monologues, your reward was that you would get a call back if you were really good and you get to present in front of the class again. I didn't know about preparation. I half asked on it. I probably half knew it, half did. Um, now looking back on it, it probably was a mess. <laughs> but when I didn't get a call back, I said,
0: <gasps> "How dare you? I didn't get a call back. I said, "I said," and then
1: I, you know what? I'll say this. I got some, I, I got some courage. I, I went up to the teacher and I said, "Excuse me, <laughs> I didn't get a call." <laughs> I went up to him. I was like, "Wait a minute, it's got to be something wrong." I did, I did, I did, I did it. So I went up to the CJ and I said, um, "I didn't get a call back," and no. he said, "No, you did not."
0: Wow! Wow!
1: I said, "Oh." So the next go round when we had to do monologues, I OD. On preparation, I was like, yo, that's crazy. I didn't call back. And in my, in my head, I was like, nah, that's it. I wanna get a call back. So it gave me the drive to not suck. Like, I was like, yo, I gotta learn this monologue three hours a day. Three <laughs> a day on a monologue. Cha! And, and I was in the room just learning it, learning it, and, and practicing what I wanna do and how I wanna say it. And that's how I got good. You know, ain't nobody gave me nothing. Come on, little red chick. Nah.
0: I, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I'm not mad like, at
1: it. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't good. I, can I curse? I yeah, absolutely. Speak your mind. He was not bullshitting with me. To If you wanted that callback to be the top of the class to get your stuff seen again, to perform again, you needed to be that good and that prepared. So that made me go ham. And when I did go up, he started acting with me after I finished my... Um, I did a uh, graduation night uh, from Color Girls. I mean, everybody was doing Color Girls in, in, in the art schools. But, and then afterwards, he was quoting, you know, he got in on it after I finished, So and I got a call back. So I started to really love it and to really love the whole thing of it because also in the, in the high school I was at, if we wasn't doing a show... And you had to learn the backstage stuff, like um, putting things together, uh, how you pull a curtain or whatever, or, or doing different things. It made you start to fall in love with the community of it. You feel me? And of course, you. everybody, every performing arts high school had that damn cafeteria, yeah, um, aka
0: Apollo, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> beatboxing, so drumming on everybody- the tables.
1: Yes. So everybody was off the hook. You had this overflow of energy and everything happening. So it, it 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 was good. But I needed that kick up the butt to be like, Girl, you 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 got to do what you got to do to get your cool back.
0: I feel that. And now and then you you know you got your you got the, the, the spark and you decided to go to grad school as a result of like this hard work. Uh, What led to that decision
1: Before grad school I went to city college To the theater program Mm -hmm. And then grad school I I wanted to learn everything Everything about what I was about To put my life on the line And I don't mean like I'm going to die but you can't die on stage You don't want to die on stage Mm -hmm. In a bad way like you don't want to stink on stage You know Mm -hmm. You want to do your best And so if I'm going to put my livelihood Into this that's I made the investment and a lot of I mean, it depends on where everyone is in their in their path I'm not saying that everyone has to but for me I wanted to know everything I needed to know before I get out of here and start booking you I feel know, that. that's what it meant to me um, it's been a interesting steady journey that I'm grateful for because I have to go through your steps. You have to go up the ladder. There is no skipping, you know? And I have all my tools from grad school, from experience, from life, to to go up that steady climb, you know? And I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I went to grad school at Actor Studio Drama School. Um, the training was amazing. Um, They, I learned the Lee Strasberg approach mm-hmm. to acting, um, and it, it has really opened me up as a person. It has opened me up to the craft of it, which is so sacred because the reward you're awarding yourself by doing the work, and then the audience gets the reward. You know what I mean? When you go to those emotional places you're cleansing your spirit yeah you're cleansing and you're also when you go to those places you're kind of doing you're deconstructing the moments of what those what those darkest places were.
0: It's like a tharsis. Yeah
1: and yeah. you further clarifying. So it is the work you know and
0: it's so I, I'm, I'm grateful for that because I, I, I put it in there you know that's great and you so you you've if you can give your freshman version of yourself either at city college or um after school of drama yeah. w- advice concerning building a career <laughs> with the knowledge that you have now like having having experience in a career what 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 advice would you give your freshman version of yourself
1: The freshman version in City College, I would say diversify your portfolio in terms of what you may want to do as a survival gig. Hmm. Um, You may want to get, well, I I wouldn't suggest now people do education credits and try to teach in schools because the current pandemic, I don't, you know, it's not my thing. I was a subteacher for some time for a couple of years, and it helped, Um, but yeah, I would diversify, I would say, um, learn music if you can, if you you have singing ability, Um, I would also say, learn, take a business course, take a branding course now, of course, indirectly, because you have a lot of uh, the influencers and the YouTubes and the people are learning on their own that that brand or that thing that brings people to you and the attention, it has currency, you know, in the form of attention and things, and, and you create your own thing. It's a totally different model from where I went. But I would say diversify as much as you can, um, be focused. Um, for grad school, I know that people may want to out of out of the gate go and audition for things and go for things and that. Da, 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 but I I would sincerely suggest that before entering, like let's say your first year of grad school, which is very formative for your craft, I would say resist the urge to go out and audition
0: while at grad school or
1: while at grad school because it's one thing when you're learning and you're taking in the information from the school process which may be a a once-in-a-lifetime thing that you had to get all of this knowledge from all of these people in your first year and to not mix up what they're meaning by what they're teaching and to really concentrate on it, you will be broke. You may not be broke, but I would just say put your focus totally on going there fully without the thought of auditioning because when you go out and audition, you go out and audition where you are in your process and you do what you know to do as far as you know to do it. If you go audition after you've finished your training, you have a whole set of tools to come to when you go to audition and offer. Even even when you graduate, sometimes there's a thing where you have to figure out. Now you have to you have all the tools. You have to figure out how how you and your instrument are gonna synthesize what you learned
2: mm-hmm.
1: and use yourself. And not lose yourself, because I mean sometimes the schools can get it wrong too, where mm-hmm. they'll they'll say, oh, you need to do I might, our thing was neutral American. You need to um yeah. <laughs> yeah. neutral American, neutral American, mm-hmm. neutral American, neutral <laughs> American, and then you go to an audition and they like, damn, be yourself. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I feel that. But when I would say when it calls for the depth of emotional work like different places you need to go or if it calls for a different genre and you want to be learned if, you, if it calls for Beckett you can't be pulling out no Ian Mhm. Talking about oh I don't no you don't it's a whole different tone whole different uh feel so I'm I'm appreciative that I'm learning in that, okay. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> I eat my fried fish, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what was your first year like out of grad out of um out of grad school? You stayed crazy in New York, wasn't?
1: It? it was crazy as hell. I went. <laughs> I auditioned for everything. I was up there in the equity office. Barely getting sleep, waking up five o'clock in the morning to sign a paper at seven because it wasn't equity yet. Mm -hmm. I auditioned for everything, which it was cool, but not cool because you just like when you're not in equity, you on the struggle, the struggle, the struggle pursuit. For real, and you and you feel the energy shifting to where you're chasing this thing. Child, I auditioned for an Italian plate. (laughs) They had one. Italian? I ain't no Italian. That's funny. <laughs> That's a lot of weave hair. I mean, come on. It
0: is extensions. But, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, and what what really centered me was having horrible experiences waiting to be seen. Hmm. And I said, you know what? They got to be a different way, man. I said after one of those equity calls, I came back home. I was so tired by the time I was seeing. I said, fuck this, yo. In my head, I said, nah. This ain't this ain't working like this. I gotta I did a reset on where I was putting my energy. I said, you know what? I'ma go for stuff that's right for me, that will be things that I want to work on from my, like, inside out. I don't want to be chasing after something. Whatever I want to work on, I want it to be quality, and I want it to just come. And, yo, when I set that in motion, that day, with that horrible experience of being overtired, just everything, I came home and I set that in motion, and that same day, I saw the audition notice on the computer from my school, professional development, about the short of Pariah. Mm. Same day. I'm like, you know, and so.
0: And that's a Sundance film.
1: For, yeah, and I applied for that, the short. And I had a, I would say don't get a glam headshot. shot. Look like yourself. Mm-hmm. I've paid whole bunch of money on glamour i thinking, oh, I gotta look Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta compete with that, And that airbrushing, or that thing, that 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 no carb, no sugar child. No, look like yourself <laughs> and go on in. Because then I had to do a cover letter for the character that I was I was going in for. I applied I applied for Alika and I applied for Laura, but I felt like Laura was more me. Mm -hmm. you know, even from my tomboy background, playing football, getting teased, you know, everything and so, I went in, I wrote a really good letter to excuse my glamour shot, I said, listen from the Bronx I know that picture, what you're looking at is a glamour shot but on the real, this is my experience from the Bronx and this is who I am and, um, yeah I just had to preface that thing because it was like you can't be going to be, I mean, it, it, Laura's. Not
0: Beyonce,
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally different vibe, totally different look. It was like okay,
0: so that's awesome. So what, what was what was your experience working on that? So you went from like totally wiped out, tired, setting your intention that you're gonna just do something that fulfills you that you're happy about to being on set for Pariah. Um, obviously, at the time, I don't did the you guys the, the short. The short. Did you guys know what that would become? Did it feel special on on set and what was your experience working on set? About? I
1: knew what I knew was that it was my first time ever on set. So I had to learn a lot of things about the set the set process like make sure you leave in enough time to go to to get to your call time cuz I got lost. Mm. I think on my first day, I got lost and make sure you because I, I figured they was in the Bronx so okay I'm leaving don't leave an hour before leave two hours before or three dealing with an MTA
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> delays delays um, on delays
1: yeah and so I, I had to learn that and I had to learn that you know you don't have to shout your lines because the mic is above you boo boo mm-hmm. Boom. and um it was, an, it was a beautiful growing process and I love the character work that Dee had us do and the exploration exercises that she had us do. She had um, me and uh, well and our characters, me and Alike at Aparo, do um, go to straight like cis environments is our character and see how we're received, and she had us go to the LGBT gay, uh, gay women's club to see how you're received in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think we went to like a family oriented Dave and Buster's, the most cis thing, you know, like back then it was just like oh families are there, the nuclear father, <laughs> mother, the kids, and here come Laura.
2: <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> and Alike and then we went to um, this this gay nightclub at night, and it was so funny because I went in full Laura mode. My mom was kind of scared for me. Cause she was like, "I hope nobody, you know, tries to fight you or nothing, no guys, you know, feel threatened." And that was eye opening that my mom would feel that way, mm-hmm. you know, because she was like, "I don't. I hope no no guys want to try you and see how man you are or something." Yeah. And um, when I went into the club, I was getting numbers.
0: That's funny. Hey, <laughs> that's funny. <I> was getting, <laughs> he's working it.
1: I was getting numbers. And, <laughs> and then I saw somebody from my college, city college, who was an actual gay. You know, she saw me in there. And then she looked me up and down. She was like, Pernell?
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> funny.
1: Bell? I said, it's a long story. But, you know, I'll explain it to you later, But it was so funny. So I, I learned a lot. I w- I'm grateful for that experience. The project was awesome. Um, I love what it did for the genre of independent filmmaking and just putting that story out there. Um, and that mom scene, I was just like, there's so many kids that deal with being ostracized and being kicked out. We did go to I think the Milk High School. Oh. asked the place, and they had like a screening. We talked to them, um, but it was it was wonderful. I loved it. I felt free. I feel free in every aspect of myself. Tomboy, whatever. Every I feel good. I feel good. That's when you want to do that, that kind of work. You feel like you know you're getting more clear on who you are. You.
0: You know, it's just good. That's awesome, and you you've been on sets from when they see us to the Deuce, and, and mm-hmm. several other roles. You besides like not speaking your theater voice because you have like a mic right above you. What have been some lessons that you've learned from being on set, or things that that has helped you in your craft?
1: That the same process you do for character exploration in your theater work. It's the very same process you take with you in creating layered, full-dimensional characters. You know?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And that's that's what the connection I had to get, even in my self-tapes. Once I learned, and I also worked with a brilliant filmmaker who was coaching me, Rod, um, Rod Gales, in breaking down the text, just like you would do a theater play you know what, what's going on what's the beats what's this then you the, the added technical aspect was the camera angles
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and what you're doing and what's going on and before so it's the same thing and I love um, creating multifaceted characters because it feels real and you have your text you read the full text you know you write I write always like a character bone structure from this book it had a chart um, called the art of dramatic writing which is brilliant for actors to read
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it gets you in the mind of why a writer writes what he writes and what is the thinking behind what they're writing
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know um, and then once you have that you, you, you can see on the text part this is who this person is this is who the other characters say he, they are and then whatever's holes in there that's not specified, you could put yourself in there and fill those gaps with your own little spice, you know? Yeah, so that's how you going to make it go away. That's it.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And one of my favorite playwrights is Stephen Adly Yergis, and you were just recently in, yes. his, in, his, in, his, in his show, Halfway Bitches Go Straight to Heaven. What was your experience on that?
1: I loved it. We had I can like matter. Twenty people in there. It was a big cast. So you wanted to play at a goat? I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I felt good, and I loved working with everybody. We had fun up in that dressing room. We had fun in rehearsals. It was a lot of work, but it was it was it was also fun. It was fun to work with John Ortiz. It was fun to just be a part of. Stephen making his masterpiece in real time. That's awesome. And seeing his process and how he comes up with pages, and you know, he's because he doesn't—he's not in the room. He's not in the room in rehearsals. He's creating outside of the room, and he, and and whatever. You know, I guess John relays back. I guess he takes from there. But I mean, it's really extraordinary to see how dope he is as a writer. To think of all that stuff. I mean, On the fly,
0: yeah, it's it's impressive. <laughs> and I
1: love, yeah, I love. I studied um his work in uh in grad school, you know. And I was studying Norca. I was studying all this stuff, you know, because he spoke me. Yeah, I'm New York. You know.
0: It's raw. It's real. Um, it's real. It's just. Yes. It, it's authentic. It's it's yeah. It's
1: messy as hell. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what book have you gifted the most uh, uh, in the past year
1: I gifted I, I think I gifted everything I think, I think acting textbooks I say um, Lee Stra- Strasberg A Dream of Passion Um, Stanislavski in Rehearsal is really good
0: that's that big one right yeah I think so it's
1: like a yeah. little it's like a black book soft a soft uh soft cover book Stanislavski and rehearsal and it's really good because you get to see what he means by the process and how you can go through a rehearsal process and what are you trying to achieve in the rehearsal process and how to achieve it I mean it's so good I like the Boleslavski acting the first six, six lessons um okay I said Lee Strasberg
0: Stanislavski New
1: Passion the art of dramatic writing is extraordinary and something else I don't know but with the brilliance of YouTube (laughs) you can always look at different biographies of actors I love watching documentaries so do I I love seeing um, I I used to be addicted to the ID channel or First 48 and all these things because it's human behavior you want to know why you know CSI. used to watch autopsy. You want to know? Uh, I like putting puzzles together. I want to know why this happened. How did this happen? How did this go together in this result? You know. um And plus, I'm nosy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I like Girl, She do What's she
2: doing? <laughs> they got the DNA.
1: Um. So yeah, I just love um, investigating, and I love the new process of putting together a play because child, I mean, what we were doing in the 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 preview Mm -hmm. and what you wound up with the finished uh, project was totally—it was like two separate plays. I mean, it was it was fabulous, but it was it it was work. You gonna work? But it was so funny. It was so funny in all of it, you know, because you you laugh about different things um, and the different pages. I mean, it's genius, you know. That's Um, And and, and to see the other actors who have worked with him for years, repertory actors of Labyrinth, Legendary, Liza, um, um, Elizabeth Canavan, um, what's her name? Elizabeth Rodriguez. You know, you get to... Experience the vibe
0: and the. I hear it's just like a family, the like lab. they're just so.
1: Yeah. Like
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's very much so, and Stephen is so uh, welcoming and just a beautiful person and generous, and mm. he remembers people, and he's like, "No, no, I didn't mean to do this." You know, it was really eye-opening to see somebody that. You know they want a Pulitzer. They want it, and it just is humble. They're cool. John R.T. is cool. It's just, it was really cool. I just loved it. It, it was a lot of fun, and especially when we, when you really, after your preview and you know how that character and those beats are really supposed to go, because mm-hmm. it's set in. Oh, you're, you're playing. You're having fun. You know.
0: Finding playing that more. magic that's so, yeah. dope um, what movie have you uh, gifted in the past year or, or really resonated with you the most in the past year
1: I don't know there's so many like I just know when I'm up late at night because be I'm a late owl and a movie comes on that I love it could be Natural Point Killers it could be Casino, it could be Goodfellas, it could be What's Love Got to Do With It, it could be That's a huge
0: shift from
1: gangster. You yeah, like it it be a mix of both. Yeah, it could be a, a, a Spike Lee classic. I mean, it goes to the because I just know when I turn it on, I remember it was 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm here, I am looking at Mo Better Blues. Like, I ain't classic. seen it before for the forty hundredth time. Like, Girl, she came in here with the same dress. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do, Blue? What you gonna do? Uh, and uh, I just love good work. Like when I see it, I've seen what was this movie, Carlito's Waves Child.
0: Carlito. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, this,
1: I've seen that movie a thousand, hundred, five million times. When it comes on, I'm there. It's a classic. I said, Ooh! I said, Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> It just captures you. I don't. I don't have any like particular favorites. I just know when I'm when I'm at attention with something, and when I'm not. When I'm not, I probably go to sleep or something.
0: I feel that. What do you What do you yeah. think has been your best work? So, um or work that you're all most proud of? All of it. I feel that. <laughs> I respect. I
1: mean, they're all my kids. Yeah. I feel like they're 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 different. You know. For different things and they helped me grow as a person Help me um heal some wounds mm-hmm. the emotional work you know they're all different you know i don't have any favorites
0: and what do you what do you love the most about acting so i i heard you say that you just love human behavior and understanding uh solving pieces of puzzles like what yeah. what do you love most about acting
1: What I love is that it's, it's just kind of unexplainable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you're meeting a character, your spirit, you're extracting from nothing to create, to solidify something and i as a it's kind of like a spiritual experience for me mm. you know it's being a shaman you doing alchemy i love that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. the pages are right there everybody can write pages but what you do with those pages what you know to do with those pages and then how you create and it just is the the, the screen or on stage, it's amazing. Like when I see different things that I've created along the way and I'm looking back, I say, Who the hell is this?
0: That's that's great. You know? That's a transformation or right people
1: there. Will be, yeah, people will be like, I've seen you from somewhere but I can't put my finger on it. And mm-hmm. then when they find out, they're like, Oh, I remember when I when we did pariah the full movie and it was going through different um, festivals, um, and there were other women that were Laura's that came, and I was dressed like how I'm, I, got my, I had my lipstick on, I got my extensions in, I got my earrings on, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. girl, hey. looking like a girl, mm-hmm. and after the movie, I was standing right beside them, and then they were like, yo. That was a good-ass movie. And, I mean, that girl and Laura, like, whoever played her, like, where is she? Like, what? Like, wow. And I was standing right beside her.
0: That's incredible. They said,
1: there she is. She was like, oh. you know what I mean? I love that.
0: You yeah. Know? That's dope. If there was a billboard in Times Square for everyone to see with a message of what you want to say, what would it say and why? Be you. Be you.
1: Period. Be you. What all of whatever messiness you are, well all well you can work on yourself. It ain't about being messy, but mm-hmm. being seeing yourself in the totality totality of yourself.
0: Mm. Being
1: honest with that. And then letting that shine.
0: What are you? What are you currently working on, or desire to work on next?
1: Um, I'm. I was. I'm currently booked in TV before this COVID period. I can't say what, because um, I didn't sign some things. Some NDAs. But yeah, shut your mouth.
2: Uh-uh.
1: Shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> but um, it's been a joy. I've been blessed. I'm grateful to be booked before this had set in. I'm very fortunate because a lot of people, they had shows canceled. Um, it's just it was rough going, and although we had the, the COVID funds come, it's it's really unfortunate to see people struggling, mm-hmm. you know, families, and then, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing. It's been a whole thing. This whole thing. I've had to... I've, yeah, it's been trauma. Yeah. It's been a lot of trauma and I feel like with all of these four years this was a a grand fucked up finale of his Mm -hmm. the orange one I'm not gonna say it (laughs) (laughs) but it's just been a lot of trauma and I've been focusing on my self care Um, I changed this well you they won't see the room but you can see this room I've changed this room into like a more of my bed all of my business Mm -hmm. but um, I changed this like a, a self taping situation my equipment is over here and, um, I just changed it into a healing place for myself.
2: Hello.
1: Um, and also treat yourself with the care you would treat a baby. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like sometimes we are rough with ourselves and cause you wouldn't say to a baby, well, damn girl, what, <laughs> what you do that for? Mm hmm. Why, you know that's not how source.
0: That's not how God sees us. Love it. You
1: know, it's unlimited love.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, and um, where if you can't talk about the project, is there like an estimate where listeners can look out for that project that you'll be in, or a date, or you can't even speak about I that? Can't say oh, okay, okay, got you, got you, got you. <laughs> I feel that. All right, so. <laughs> I ask all my guests this: uh, When you think of the word "creative," who's the first person that comes to mind, and why? God. Uh, God, you said. Yeah, I love that. That's the third. I think that's the third time.
1: It's like the first creative. Yeah. God, mind, God, you know, had the the thought, the process, the vibration to create.
0: Love it. You know. And where can people connect with you? With your Instagram, your Twitter. Your Snapchat. They oh, can't that. connect with me nowhere. No, oh, you, you you hiding. No no no
1: no 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 <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, you know, um, I'm taking a little break. I say I'm taking a little break, then I go back on there. Why? But um Facebook, Instagram, Pernell Walker. Um I'm on Twitter sometimes. I try to be on there. Um,
0: and that's pretty much it, you know. Cool, Pernell Walker. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yes, blessings.
1: Fred. Yes, blessings. Thank you so much. Thanks.